0: Free-thinking atheist witchy farmer, herbalist wise woman, obia woman, healer, off-grid homesteading hedge witch, living close to nature, black Hispanic, Afro-Latina, Jamaican, Honduran, Caribbean American, honoring and embodying the spirit of Queen Nanny of the Maroons. Born in the inner city of Boston, educated and came of age in the affluent metro-west suburbs, escaped to beautiful rural central Massachusetts in 2015. Welcome to Sweet Sage Homestead dead farm and path of a green witch podcast my name is andrea remember black lives matter and love is love when i started recording this podcast it was really important to me to come up with a long list of topics and to be really consistent and i didn't want to say oh i'm gonna upload once a week or twice a week or whatever but i knew that i wanted to upload a certain number of episodes every season and It looks like I might not make that goal. That's a little disappointing, but the reason is that I am working on something that is so incredibly stressful. I am working on a court case, and I have no legal training, so I am a pro se litigant. That means I am representing myself, and I don't fully understand the rules of the court or how you're really supposed to fight a court case, and then on top of that, it's a really stressful... Stressful is just an understatement it is so incredibly stressful because the situation is just horrible having to deal with that having to take a couple of weeks basically to deal with that it left me exhausted And it left me with no time to do anything else. So here I am. I might not make my goal, but I'm going to keep trying. I have the topics. The thing is, I don't want to just get on the microphone and just start blabbing away, which I can totally do, you know, like I could just say a bunch of random stuff, but it's important to me that when I cover a topic, I actually include really useful information that you might not otherwise come across in like a very brief Google search or something. So I'm delving kind of deeply into books that I own and into some medical journals and various resources, and I can't just crank out episodes because it it requires a lot of research and time for me to put everything together, well, to research everything and then to put it all together in a way that is easy to follow. So, the next three episodes that I have planned are on the origins of Obia. I explained that Obia is my spiritual tradition, and I want to delve a little more deeply into the origins. And as I do this and share this information with you, I'm actually learning more about it for myself as well. And I will explain more about why I have to do research to learn about my tradition, even though my great-grandfather was known as an Obia man. It was something that was literally outlawed, frowned on in society. You know, Christianity was like the dominant religion, and it left no room for other traditional practices. So, as I learn about my family's tradition, I will share that with you. One of my next three episodes will be on the origins of Obia, and then I will also get into green witchcraft and what that is, and then also I'm mentioned that I was going to go over nine herbs that are good for respiratory health and I already did an episode on astragalus and the next one I'm going to do is echinacea. So my next three episodes are going to be on the origins of obia, green witchcraft, and echinacea. Now for echinacea, I thought it would just be pretty straightforward because echinacea is such a popular herb that so many people use. At this point everyone's using it around the world pretty much even though it is native to the U.S., but no. As we know, there are different species of most things on this planet, like plants or even animals or whatever, so there are different species of Echinacea, and in my episode on Echinacea, I'm going to get into three common species of Echinacea and the herbal medicinal differences between the three, and it gets a little technical, so, you know, bear with me, I'm going to do my best to try and explain it in a way that's easy for everyone to understand, even if you don't have a lot of scientific background. But in order to really understand the medicinal benefits and the active components, you know, you do kind of have to dive into a little bit of science stuff. So I'm excited to share that with you. Echinacea seems like a really cool plant that is an important thing for us to bring back into common use. I mean, it is commonly used now, but I think it's it's actually poorly understood, so I'd like people to better understand echinacea so they can use it properly. I mentioned in my last episode on witchcraft that I wanted to talk about one more book, which was called *The Green Witch: Your Complete Guide to the Natural Magic of Herbs, Flowers, Essential Oils, and More* by Aaron Murphy Hiscock. And I actually own three books by Erin Murphy Hiscock, so I'm going to get into all three. Of Those and that's why I'm going to dedicate one whole episode to green witchcraft so that I can get into the three books that I bought by Erin Murphy Hiscock. She's an amazing green witch, and I love the way she shares her information. It's going to be a great episode. So, the three books are The Green Witch Your Complete Guide to the Natural Magic of Herbs, Flowers, Essential Oils, and More, and then The Green Witch's Grimoire Your Complete Guide to Creating Your Own Book of Natural Magic, and then the the last one is just a grimoire it's a personal and magical record of spells rituals and divinations and even though it is just a grimoire like basically it's your own personal journal there is some information in the beginning that is useful so i'm going to get into why i bought these 3 books and i'm going to get into what green witchcraft is in general so i think that's going to be a really good episode too so before i close out this short update episode, I want to give a homestead update. So, the owl saga continues. The owl is a murderer, and I have to use the term murderer because what else do you call it when you viciously kill someone or something and just leave the body there? This was not a killing for sustenance, you know, the bird wasn't eaten. So, basically, I found a dead cardinal at the end of my road. It was obvious to me that there had been a violent attack because there was even blood in the street. I immediately suspected the great horned owl. But apparently, my friend Pat is the owl's defense attorney because he said I did not prove it was the owl beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was the owl. Owls are fierce predators, and sometimes cardinals will try to defend their territory and, like, annoy the owl until it goes away, but I think this went terribly for the cardinal. If you check out my WordPress website, you will see a short video clip. Trigger warning, it's a dead bird. It's really sad. But I couldn't just leave him in the middle of the road, so I moved him. I didn't want him to get run over by cars and stuff. It looks to me like the great horned owl seems to come by like every few weeks, and for some reason, for some reason, this owl wants to be seen by me. After I moved the cardinal from the road, I saw the great horned owl when I was on my way home, and I of course noticed that the forest was quiet again for a while, but this time everyone came back out like the next day. Today, which is Sunday, March 7th, 2021, I went for a walk around my property and there are stone walls everywhere some of the stone walls border the property so it like lets me know where my property line is that's helpful but some of them are just random stone walls so now that it's still like a lot of snow on the ground and stuff it's kind of hard to tell where i am and i have a terrible sense of direction turn me around twice and I'm lost so I just decided to go for a walk I figured I will stick to the stone walls so i don't actually get lost you do have to be mindful of getting lost in the woods. I was just out on like a nature walk and i was able to find the place where the deer sleep and i should have taken pictures but this wasn't a walk that involved any tech i didn't have my camera rolling you know i was really just paying attention to nature and just absorbing it all and i got to an area where it was under the trees so i knew the sun hadn't melted the snow but for some reason there were like indentations in the snow and i could see leaves so it was pretty obvious to me that like a warm body had melted the snow away and I could see deer poop in like certain spots so I'm like wow I found the spot where they sleep and it looks like It's a good-sized group of them. I mean, I don't know how I would tell. It's more than, like, one or two, you know? That much I can tell just by, like, the number of spots where they were sleeping. The other thing, pretty close to where the deer sleep, there was a really large oak tree. And I started to wonder, like, and not just wonder, but I was looking around, and it looked to me like that area might have been cleared at some point, maybe for pasture. And this oak tree is just... a large tree among other trees that aren't so large. So I'm like, hmm, could it be that maybe that was a pasture and they had that tree like in the middle of the pasture for shade? And that's why that tree just looks so much bigger than all the other ones. I don't know. I mean, that's why I was out for a walk just to kind of see what the land would teach me. And that's a cool spot that I have to go back to. It's amazing. The oak trees around here tend to get scarred really badly by deer. I don't know if moose do it too, but they rub their like antlers on the tree and mark it or something and it just strips off the bark. And somehow this tree was able to survive a lot of that damage. And then a spruce tree grew up near it and the branches are like kind of wrapped around it, almost like hugging it and protecting it. And I'm thinking that's why the the deer aren't scarring it any further. I don't know. I love this property. I love being in the woods. I love talking to the trees and, you know, checking out the tracks, figuring out where are their deer trails and wild blueberries and the natural beauty of the land. I love it. So anyway, that's my homestead update. I'm not really doing much on the homestead, but as far as like, oh no, I did do a couple things. Okay, so I'm trying to clear some spruce trees because they're so bushy. I'm trying to clear them from the east side so that I get more sun in the morning. And so I got out there with my chainsaw. I hadn't been chainsawing anything in years, pretty much. And I was nervous, but my skills are pretty much the same. I still suck. And so the saplings came down okay but the bigger trees (laughs) are just hung up so (laughs) I'm gonna hope for some strong winds to help me out there get those things knocked over or I don't know I don't have a plan. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll set up a camera next time I go to cut down a tree. And you'll see how I really shouldn't be cutting down my own trees. But I do anyway. Hope everyone is having a nice weekend. Actually, by the time I upload this, it'll probably be Monday. So, I hope you had a nice weekend. Whenever you listen to this, I hope you're having a good day. And thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.